Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and I feature people who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. Today, coming from Michigan, which is my neighbor <laughs> to Ohio, um, is Maria Dismondi, and she is a phenomenal author and wow. CEO and founder of Cardinal Rule Press, a publishing company based out of Michigan. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is exciting. Yes. It's not every day that I get to talk to somebody who is an author, but also a CEO and a publisher. Um, <laughs> I have so many questions. So how, I know that you published your first book in 2008, um, but leading up to that, what was your journey like as an, as a writer? Yeah. It, I mean, the journey started when I was in kindergarten and I received a diary that was precious moments and I had a lock and a key and I began writing every single day about the weather. And that's where the writing journey began. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the weather, literally. Um, and so I just, you know, I started there. That's kind of where I learned to write, but honestly, um, somewhere through my childhood, there, there started to become some dysfunction, some trauma in my life. And I found that writing was really a release for me. It was a way for me to share my feelings and to get those thoughts and feelings out, almost like talking to a therapist. Um, nobody else could read it. It was private. Um, so that's really where it began. And I have 23 diaries that are completely filled through the years. Um, and I've continued to write in diaries or journals, I should say, with my three children. So we have mom and me diaries that I've started when they were um, became writers around five or six. And we write back and forth to each other. So, so it's something that I've definitely kept up. Um, it's it's just very therapeutic for me. Yeah. So that's where it began. Um, but to, not to bore the listeners, um, in 2006, I was teaching first and second grade. And I saw that there was a lack of realistic fiction books for children. Um, I really, you know, I used books to teach. And uh, I would have these morning meetings where I would bring children to the circle to the circle carpet and we would have this conversation around books and I just thought gosh there aren't enough books with kids um so that's when I wrote spaghetti in a hot dog bun it was published in 2008 um we got a lot of really positive feedback about the book so I continued writing and at some point around 2011 you can see the timeline yeah. um we were growing our family and I decided to resign from teaching because in order to do both well I could, I only could do one or the other. Um, and so, gosh, I've written 11 books and then somewhere down the line, um, I decided to, I, I kind of wanted to take the limelight off of me and I wanted to share that with others. Um, and I started Cardinal Rule Press. That is such a cool journey because, you know, a lot of authors, they, they go through the process of creating their own books and then to have that pause and go, I really want to help other people do this too. Um, it has, what were some of the, I guess, some of the challenges of starting your own publishing company? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, at first I didn't really want to. Um, and I had a business coach who basically told me, um, this is, this is your next step. Like this is for you do this. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a business owner. I don't, that just sounds too hard. So I think, yeah. I think I didn't believe in myself. Um, at the very beginning, I thought, gosh, I went to school to be 
a teacher. I study, I, I got a master's in curriculum and research. I, I don't know anything about business. Um, so I, I self-taught through podcasts and through, re, um, through webinars and through reading. Um, I learned how to start a business. So it, it had a lot of challenges. I remember um, financially one time I overpaid someone and I had to ask for money back. Like <laughs> I've had some great embarrassing stories. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but oh my gosh, all the things that you've you've created and you've overcome and the doors you've opened for other authors too. I mean, now it looks like you have two imprints under Cardinal, <clears throat> excuse me, um, bucket filler books and Violet Street books. How did those imprints um, come to be and what do they represent for you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking behind me because I'm just trying to see if the book isn't within reach. Um, I, I, being a parent, I think one of the hardest things for me was that there's just so much information out there and there wasn't this like manual that you could just open up and be like, okay, this, this is proven research of things that I can do with my child that are going to help them develop character and grow into a great human being. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, that wasn't going to put me to sleep. That wasn't too scientific. So that's when I, I personally wrote Sunnyside Upbringing, which is a month by month guide. And it really talks about different character traits that our children, you know, aren't born with that are important, but that are important for them to have in the world. Um, and it, and it's just very holistic. So it talks about things you can do at the dinner table to in, encourage and instill those uh, traits and habits, things you can do while you're driving in the car. I'm a working mother. So it wasn't, I didn't want to make it unrealistic. It's a very realistic book. Um, so with that, I said, okay, well, maybe I'll try the journey of nonfiction. So that's where Violet Street came in. And then um, again, these things kind of, it's like the universe puts these things out there and yeah. You can ignore them as much as you want, but then it becomes, I think Oprah said it's sometimes it's a whisper and then all of a sudden it's um, like a rock falling on you. Like you have to do this. So uh, I, I had a friend who owned a publishing company and she was sharing with me that she was thinking about retiring. And my husband is the one who said you should buy her company. And I was like, oh no, I can't do that. I don't even know how to do that. And so um, with some pushing, that's where that kind of happened. And that was the bucket filler books. Bucket that's books. amazing. That's yeah. so, that's so neat. Yeah. And so then like, I, I notice a lot of themes with your books. I mean, everything that you represent is helping to make a better society, a better human, a better, you know, people with more kindness, more empathy, less bullying or no bullying, um, all these things. So was there something in your upbringing or in your life that made you go, I want this to be my brand and what I put out there? Mm, that is, that is the million dollar question. Too, yeah. really. It really <laughs> is. Um, you know, it was, I mean, as a child, you can see my big curls here. Yeah. Um, as a, as a child, I was teased for having curly hair. Um, I was teased for having a very unique palette. I eat spaghetti and hot dog when I really do. Um, so that was the inspiration to write that book. And then, um, I was, I was part of a drowning. I don't know how to say that. I was a witness to a drowning and that was in 2009. And that, uh, I guess 2000, yeah, 2008 or 2009. And that really changed who I was. Um, I was able to save two people, um, but one drowned. And it was just a really big moment in my life. I was a bystander. 
Um, and I heard the cries for help. And um, at first I ignored them because, you know, teenagers are always out on our lake in the summertime um, doing silly things. And um, so it really taught me about how we can either stand by or we can stand up and say something's wrong and we need to do something to fix it. Um, and so that changed my life. And I, I wanted to empower children to know that you can do something to help someone else, um, even if you're not really sure how. Uh, and now with everything going on, I'm just so passionate about how can we, with our books, make a difference with everything that's happening in the world with school shootings and gun violence. And if you really rewind and look back at those, um, at the shooters, at, at, at their lives, you, if you rewind and you think of early intervention, a lot of times it started out on the playground when they were being isolated and excluded. Um, and so for our company, we're thinking, well, gosh, how can we reach those children with these books and teaching them that you know, even the bystanders, like you see someone alone, play with them, encourage them to be part of your group. So anyways, we're, we're really brainstorming a lot right now. And that's kind of the path we're taking is what can we do to help children early on? That's incredible. And, and I, I talked to a lot of people who have these horrific experiences that end up blossoming into something beautiful. Like, you know, you, you had this traumatic experience and you in turn, you know, you, you witnessed it and you processed it, but then you turned it into something wonderful that can help others. So like, yay for you. Look, I'm blushing. I'm blushing. <laughs> but I mean, as, um, as a writer, I mean, you're a creator and a writer. Do you also keep your own side projects going or are you strictly publishing now? Oh, that is, that's another good question. So <laughs> I was strictly publishing. And after I, I purchased the company last year, Carol came to me and said, um, you know, she's retired, but she came to me and said, I think you and I should write a book together. So um, we did, I know we did. And um, it's going to be coming out this year. And so I don't think I'll be going down that path. You know, I'm not opening up um, the can of worms to continue writing, but I thought that was a really um, full circle moment for us. You know, we started out as colleagues, as writers together, and then I purchased the company. She's retiring. And so it's very full cir circle for me. All of her books, the bucket filler books are, um, are nonfiction, right? They're, they're really teaching children how to be a bucket filler. They're teaching them what that looks like to be kind. Um, so the book that we wrote is realistic fiction. So it's taking that how to and putting it into a story. So it's a story of a little boy who is a bucket filler. Um, so it feels very full circle and I'm very excited about it. But I have found, I'm 44, um, and I have found that to do well, I have to be focused. And so I don't want to have so many hats that I'm wearing. So yes, this book is going to be coming out, but then I'm going to go back to that, you know, publisher hat that I've been trying to um, grow and uh I don't want to say perfect because I don't believe in perfection, but you know, yeah, it's, it's improve. your, it's your baby. Yeah. <laughs> to improve. Yeah. Improve. Um, so I always wonder because it's rare that, you know, as an author that you get to speak directly with the owner of a publishing company, like that's a huge, this is like a big deal. So how do you select what you're going to bring on? I'm sure you just get inundated with pitches and books and scripts. And how do you like filter that? 
Yeah, it's it's definitely a process that we've had to kind of develop over time. Uh, but it starts with the cover letter, which in the publishing industry, it's called the query letter. And um, really being able to take a, take a look at a cover letter, that kind of um, allows us to either read the manuscript or not. So we don't read every manuscript that comes across um, our email inbox. Um, so if somebody in their cover letter talks about this story that is, um, you know, science, science fiction that they've written, it's that's not what we publish. So we're very niche, um, realistic fiction. So all of our stories have human children and um, things that can really happen. So that's kind of the first part of the process. Yeah. And then um, we have done audits um, on our, our catalog of books. So we get together as a team and we say, okay, what are kind of the missing pieces right. and what um, how can we fill those gaps? So we knew that we wanted to represent um, differently abled children. Uh, so we have a book coming out called Hide and She, Hide and Shush, um, and it is about a, a little girl who has Down syndrome. So um, we look for gaps in the system, and then once we kind of find some of those titles, we then do market research. So are they overly done? You know, are the the titles that we're looking to publish are they overly done in the industry? Is this unique to the industry? So we narrow it down from just over a thousand down to ten. Wow. And the final part of our process is we have a set of beta readers that we have sign um, non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, and they read. So we have a teacher, we have um, li a literary specialist for children, parents, grandparents, and we have kids read the book. So we have about 10 people read the books and give our feedback, give us their feedback. And it's interesting because sometimes the books that uh, my acquisition editor and I absolutely love, the kids aren't gravitating towards that. And that's something to take into consideration because yeah. we're writing for children. We're not writing for adults. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's really been helpful. And so then we get it down to 10 and, you know, the number of books we publish is small. So it's anywhere between four and six. Um, and so we make, we make that selection and then we move forward. That's such a, a, a great process. And it just shows how careful you are with what you're bringing on and what you're putting out. So it, it just is such a, a huge testament to who you are and what you represent. Um, what are some goals that you have for this year as a brand and as a, a company? Oh, yes. So we um, we started last year and we are taking um, our popular titles and we are translating them into Spanish. Oh, um, yep. So that's we a challenge. It is. We released four last year and I believe we'll be releasing five this year. Yeah. Um, so, yep. So I actually just found a new translator and she just translated one book this week for us. So that is um, a new goal for us. And, yeah. and with that, we are also working with foreign rights agencies to, um, you know, sign away rights to, let's say, maybe like a simplified Chinese publisher who um, wants to publish our books in their countries. So that's um, kind of, we're expanding globally is our 2023 goal is to kind of get international. That's incredible. And, you know, um, I a lot of my stories that I write are in rhyme. And I didn't realize how difficult it was to translate until I tried to do that with someone. And they're like, you write in rhyme and it's darn near impossible for the story to translate over to Spanish. 
And it just kind of, I never thought of that. Oh, interesting. Completely changed when they tried to translate it. And I was like, okay, going forward, (laughs) any story that I envision as, you know, um, future translated, I'm not writing it in rhyme anymore. Interesting. Oh, that is a good point. Yeah. Keep that one in mind. I know you never think about it until you go through it and then you, um, (laughs) well, I'm writing it down actually. Yeah. (laughs) And I, Thank you. it was difficult too, because I was like, but I want this for the story in Spanish and it just wasn't working. I mean, and I even tried to rewrite it, you know, a, a couple of different ways. And I was like, but it's meant to be in rhyme. And it just, mm-hmm. I don't know, there are all these difficult things, but um, so for you, do you have, I always ask everyone who comes on, do you have um, words of advice for future generations. And this could be for people who want to become a publisher or a writer or just in general for, for children. Yeah. I, I mean, my greatest advice is to believe in yourself. And, you know, I almost didn't do this because uh, I, I didn't believe it was possible for me. Um, and I had a lot of people through the years, I would, I think they're called naysayers who would say, yeah. oh, well, you know, if you leave teaching, you're not going to have good health insurance. And um, how are you going to, like, it's it's an unknown income. How are you going to pay the bills? And um, so I think it's important to believe in yourself and to work on your goal every single day. Like I work on this seven days a week, um, not to say, um, I work every weekend, but, um, I'm definitely working this weekend, but (laughs) I took off several days this week to go on vacation. So I think, um, you know, it's definitely something that, uh, is possible. Your dreams are possible and it might take a little extra work. So believe in yourself. That's such, such important information for anybody of any age (laughs) and believe in yourself and it's never too late to accomplish your dreams. So, Maria, um, I have had such a great time having you here today. Um, for anyone who would love to check out your books, um, we will post links to your uh, website for Cardinal Rule Press. And also you have your own individual website. So we'll post both of those. And um, everyone, please go check out her work. If you are a school and you would like to reach out to her, her authors and her books are incredible. Um, thank you, Maria, for being here. Yes. And any questions, please feel free. Um, My email's on my website. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you.